Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And it is the four o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you, thank you for joining me. Let me give you my telephone number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. An extremely important piece of legislation has begun to wind its way through the Ohio legislature, and you need to be aware of HB 290 called the Backpack Bill. Many of you are already familiar. Many of you have already contacted your state representatives. Good for you. If you have not, you need to become a, become familiar and you need to take action. But to help us understand what HB 290 is all about, it's my privilege to welcome to the program Troy McIntosh, the Executive Director of the Ohio Christian Education Network, which, administ- which is a ministry of the Center for Christian Value and uh, by the way, Troy is an old friend. Troy, great to talk with you. Thanks for being on the program today. Thanks for inviting me, Bob. Hey, uh, tell our listeners what HB 290, the backpack bill, is all about, and why in the world do you call it the backpack bill? <laughs> sure. So the context for the backpack bill is uh, this growing sense among parents throughout the state and even across the country that... Uh, parents need to reestablish their rightful place as the ultimate decision makers in their child's education. And so, what a fanatical idea! Yeah, right. <laughs> what a and what so, a fanatical idea that the public would actually get involved in public education. I'm sorry. Go right. ahead. Yeah. So um, uh, you know, we many of us have experienced uh, seeing what is essentially a broken educational system uh, in our state. And uh, while there are many very good public school teachers and administrators, you know, and I'm friends with many of them, the system that they're working in is broken for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, test scores continue to decline. Uh, we have uh, absentee and attendance rates that are at all-time worsts. Uh, we have parents that are feeling shut out and left out of the decision-making processes uh, for their children. We've all seen the news stories too many children are not being served well under the current system. Uh, and primarily that's because too much power has been vested in the hands of the state to operate. It's essentially a state-run monopoly on our children's schooling. And what we believe is that when the power, when the state both compels student attendance in school and controls the content of the instruction, that's too much power in the hands of the state. And so what the backpack bill does is break that connection, break that uh, the power, and, and decentralize the authority and give it back to give uh, decision-making authority back into the hands of parents to decide what type of schooling is in the best interest of their kids. And so right, what so- it does, sure, and so the way the bill works is it would authorize the state treasurer to establish an educational savings account for any family in the state that opts into the program. So there's no compulsion to participate uh, in the backpack program, but if a family wishes to have an alternative to their local public school, um, they can simply uh, request that the treasurer set up an ESA for their children, 
And then the treasurer uses the state funding allocation for that child uh, and funds it in the amount of $5,500 for a kindergarten to eighth grade student, $7,500 for a 9 through 12 student. And essentially what this does is it allows a student to stick that funding in a metaphorical backpack and take it to the school of their choice. If they choose to go to their public school, they can remain there, and that public school will continue to be fully funded for every student who chooses to attend there. If they choose to go to a private school, they can continue to go to a private, they can go to a private school and use the money in the ESA to pay for tuition. Or if they choose to homeschool, then the family can use the money out of the ESA to pay for homeschooling expenses. So that's kind of the, the uh, main features of the bill. All right. Let's, let's, let's get specific with a c- completely imaginary family. All right. Let's say uh, little Johnny has been uh, attending Hilliard Public Schools for the last 10 years. Uh, Johnny's parents decide to take advantage of the savings account set up through the backpack bill. Uh, So if little Johnny is in middle school or high school, $7,500 would come to the parents and they can use that to send the their child to a Christian school, private school, correct? That's right. All right. Now, do the Hilliard schools lose $7,500 that they would have received otherwise if little Johnny had continued in the public schools of Hilliard? Yeah, so that's a great question. So essentially what the bill does is it funds the parents' ESA instead of the state sending that money uh, whatever that district's state allocation is to the local district, whether it be Hilliard or, you know, Ottawa Hills or Cincinnati Public, um, it instead of going to the public school, it instead goes to uh, the student CSA. That's why we make we're making the argument that the state ought to be in the business of funding students rather than systems, right? Mm. So the money should go to students so that the family can make the best educational decision for that kid. And for many of us, many severe listeners, that's going to be a Christian school option because, you know, they find that the public options they have is antithetical or hostile to their faith or maybe not the best fit, that experience for their kids. Those families ought to have an out um, and, and have a chance and an opportunity to find a better uh, place uh, for their child. So they could choose to go to a private school or, like I said, they could choose to homeschool the child and they could use that money for any homeschooling expenses that they incur. And so now we know why the teachers' unions are so frantic over this legislation. Because, okay, don't let me put words in your mouth. This is my opinion, and you can agree or disagree. But it would seem... Yeah, it would seem that they're far, far more concerned about the dollars than they are the children. They're not really yeah, concerned about the best education for the child. They're concerned right. about losing dollars for their particular school district or particular school. Am I off on that? Yeah. Oh, no, you're right. Uh, and and the, the teachers' unions will, will be very oppositional uh, to this bill. But here's the interesting point uh, that you make. I think you're right. What what they tend to want to defend is the system rather than the child. And here's, right. here's what I mean right. by that. There's, there's a perfect metaphor. We hosted a press conference. Uh, several months ago to announce the introduction of the backpack bill. And the press coverage for that included a picture of uh, several people uh, speaking at the press conference. And then behind them were dozens and dozens of kids uh, who represented kids who would be eligible for a backpack scholarship. 
Contrast that with the press photo that came out for a press conference that public <laughs> schools hosted some, yeah. about a month ago to announce their yeah. lawsuit against Ohio's current school choice thing. It was eight educational bureaucrats, no kids. But So the metaphor here was perfect. One photo represented defense of a system, and the other photo represented defense of Ohio's children. That's really what the backpack bill is about. Interestingly, the data is pretty clear. There's been a lot of research on school choice. And it, school choice actually benefits public schools and public school students. 25 of 27 independent studies have indicated that there's a positive benefit to, to students who choose to remain in public school after choice is introduced. Because for the first time, those kids' schools have to compete in a marketplace, mm. and that drives improvement mm. for every student. So we think this, this benefits every kid in Ohio, whether they choose to take a backpack scholarship or not. All right. Uh, Troy, can you stay with me for one more segment to the bottom of the hour? Sure. All right. We're talking with Troy McIntosh, the executive director of the Ohio Christian Education Network. And we're talking about HB 290, the backpack bill. Stay tuned. You're listening to Bob Bernie Live. We'll be right back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. Well, we're talking the backpack bill, HB 290. And to help us understand, my guest, Troy McIntosh, the executive director of the Ohio Christian Education Network. Troy. Uh, where is the backpack bill in the legislative process right now? Yeah, so today was an exciting day because we received our first hearing in the House Finance Committee. Um, so our two lead sponsors, uh, Representative Reardon McLean and Representative Marilyn John, uh, testified uh, on behalf of the bill today uh, in its first hearing. And so we are uh, expecting... Uh, to have subsequent hearings um, in the not-too-distant future. We're hoping within the next uh, couple of weeks uh, we'll be able to have uh, follow-up hearings. Um, those will be proponent uh, hearings first and then opponent hearings after that. And it follows the normal legislative process. It um, would uh, then go to vote in the committee um, before it gets passed on to the House floor for a vote. And uh, um, uh, following that, it would be go over to the Senate for the same process over there. Um, so this is a somewhat lengthy process. This is something that's going to get passed in the next couple of weeks. Um, but um, we're excited just because we're, we're starting to get some momentum uh, built behind this. There's huge momentum across the state and across the country for this. I think the election, the governor's election in Virginia showed us that. Polling is showing 74% of families um, now favor the funding model that the backpack bill uses. That's a majority of both parties, so it's not even a highly partisan issue, at least at the uh, the rank and file uh, level. Um, are are so, there Troy? Are there other states that have laws like this on the books, or mm-hmm. are you a pioneer in this? Yeah, so thirty-seven states have some measure of educational freedom. Um, Ohio currently does. The Ohio currently has the Ed Choice Scholarship Program right. uh, that grants a scholarship to 
um, um, certain students meeting certain criteria. Um, but it's not universal like the backpack bill uh, it would be. The only state that has any type of universal um, educational freedom program is West Virginia. Just last year, they passed a HOPE scholarship program, which is an almost near image of the backpack, uh, backpack scholarship. And it goes into effect for West Virginia students next year. So next school year, 95% of West Virginia students will be eligible for a HOPE scholarship to be used at a private school. And that'll, that will be phased in. There'll be a, uh, 100% of West Virginian students within four years. So that's really our goal. Our goal is to make this a universal uh, access uh, to educational freedom in Ohio. So uh, there, it's a little bit of pioneering aspect to it, but I will say the, the movement uh, toward this type of thing is growing at an extremely rapid pace in the country. All right. Uh, I would assume you're getting great support, almost universal support from Republicans. Uh, are you getting some support on the other side of the aisle? Or do you have some Democrats that are brave enough to step up and support this legislation? Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, the survey that I, I just referenced is done by Real Clear uh, Opinion Research um, back in early fall. Um, and it showed that at the rank and file level, that a supermajority of both parties, families in both parties, support this kind of funding model. So I believe it was 83% of Republicans, 64% of Democrat families supported this, or to the average out to about 74%. So that's what we're seeing on the rank and file members, uh, the rank and file level. We're not seeing that level of support among uh, Democratic lawmakers. Um, so I think one of the things that we're really working on is this grassroots advocacy so that lawmakers from both parties realize this is something that their constituents are not only expecting, it's starting to get to a point where they're almost demanding this kind of response from the state. And so one of the, you know, it, it's going to be easy for a lawmaker to take a neutral stance or to not want to move on this. And that's why this grassroots advocacy is so important. Lawmakers need to hear from their constituents that they are expecting them to support this type of thing. And so if, if any of your listeners are interested in being a part of that, I'd recommend they, they can go to backpackbill.com. Uh, there you'll find a lot of the research behind educational freedom, why it benefits students. You'll be able to read the bill, see how it works. Then there's also an advocacy link where you'll be able to uh, contact your lawmaker or even if you want to go a step further, um, sign up to host a backpack bill party where we're ask, uh, asking families to consider bringing friends, neighbors, colleagues, church, uh, uh, church friends into their house. And we'll give them a backpack uh, with information on it, uh, on how to host the party. Um, they can, and they can inform their friends uh, and neighbors about the bill and uh, invite them to advocate for it as well. Yeah, I really hope that our listeners will get involved with this. It's such an important piece of legislation, just critical for the future of our children here in the state of Ohio, our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren as well. Uh, we've been talking with Troy McIntosh, the executive director of the Ohio Christian Education Network. And by the way, Troy, congratulations on this position. I've been watching your career. You've spent, what, 20, 
24 years in Christian school administration here in Central Ohio? I was, so, and I, I just finished the most recent school year um, and moved over to this position because I think it really allowed for me to continue to advocate for Christian schools and uh, kind of a legal and legislative landscape that allowed them to flourish. All right, once again, we've got about one minute left. Tell our listeners how they can get more involved yep. and be more educated on the Backpack Bill. Yeah, so once again, uh, I encourage you to visit backpackbill.com. And on that website, we have an array of things that would help you understand the bill uh, more. Um, so you'll be able to read a copy of the bill there. You'll be able to read a lot of the research. There's been, I referenced just a couple of the um, data points that have come out of research on behalf of school choice, but there is almost overwhelming uh, amount of research data that points to the benefits to students of that choice. That's really the difference. The benefits, the students, not the systems, <laughs> right? Um, so yeah. we'll be able to find research links there. And then most importantly, you'll be able to find links to uh, find your lawmaker where you'll be able to send a quick email or you'll be able to sign up to host a backpack party and invite a lot of your friends and, and neighbors and uh, colleagues to come learn about the bill as well. Again, the website is backpackbill.com, backpackbill.com. Uh, if you want to get technical, it is HB 290, and it is just now beginning to wind its way through the legislative process. Now is the time. For you to get involved, now is the time for you to contact your legislators. Trey McIntosh, thanks so much. I appreciate what you're doing, and thank you for spending time with us this afternoon. God bless you. Thanks for having me. All right. Bobberty Live will continue. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.